Hi guys, welcome to Mike Talk. This is the usual thing I guess we do now every single podcast where we <laughs> where we talk about things no one cares about behind the scenes at the very beginning. But yeah, listen, everyone starting po- everyone and their mother probably already has a podcast already, so maybe they need to know. I guess, I guess, yeah. Technical technical details of amateur broadcasting. Maybe they need to know to talk directly into a mic and at a volume that people can actually goddamn hear. Yeah, it's pretty cool that you, I don't know how many episodes we've done sixty something, and you you're just now figuring that out. Well, in spite of my protestations constantly that you please well i thought i was like pretty close to the being mic. good for a while and then i noticed like over time i, I was tapering and i was like oh why am i just not well here's mm. the problem is you you do taper and then i just adjust the levels at mm. that point in the conversation slightly if i can or if i remember no but like week by week i was like i'm getting quiet you well huh. you do it week by week and you do it throughout the episode oh. you'll usually start pretty quiet then get pretty loud then get quiet again huh yeah. You know, you follow that parabola pretty closely. The thing is, I almost don't want you to correct it because I've gotten the levels dialed in on the Zoom mm. and gotten it to be such an automatic process mm. in, in, uh, the, in in the editing the software yeah. that I if you'd start doing something fucky now, we have oh, to start this process all <laughs> over again. So you might as well just forget about it and do what you usually do. I have it under control. Yeah, this is what happens, by the way, when Will edits the podcast. I don't think people might might have known mm-hmm. that, but Will had to, for complicated reasons, do the do the show last time, do his job, and uh, now he's now he's got critiques of our process here, even though I handled it sixty five other times. I worked forty one hours and edited the podcast. So <laughs> suck my dick. Um, uh, no, I realized that. Well, I did a fun. Did you notice the fun thing that I did? Yeah, you took you you thought you were clever, and you took the part that usually I fade over, and you made it the beginning, and then you made the episode. Well, start. you were like, and this is where the music starts, and then the music started. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah. yeah, see, I'm clever. Mm-hmm. I'm clever as shit. Sometimes I don't know, man. That's a pretty. It's a low bar, it's but it's pretty I, low. Yeah. I went, good job, good job. <laughs> look at that. Look at the look at the angle of that uh, line going. You did do an unconventional thing, which I wouldn't have done, is you started the little warpy sound after the cold open. I usually do the warpy sound, cold open, then music. I don't fucking know that's, where that goes. That's the that's the normal uh, rhythm. non-canonical episode excuse it doesn't doesn't count no it does the ones that you hosted and edited don't count absolute bullshittery those are outside of the green and lewis universe absolutely not yes they are they're they're sort of like the uh, spider-man movies with andrew garfield no nobody saw them and no one likes them but they're still there affiliated with the no 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 no. the one (laughs) with me and natalie where we predicted whale tale 2020 that was pretty good icon no icon legend status so i i you shan't come for that one thank you very much I'm not. I'm not seriously coming for any of them. I appreciate mm. it when you when you help out. Mm. You know the thing is, by the way, guys. I also suggested to Will, hey, we haven't had a guest in a while. Maybe you should get a guest. It might freshen things up a little bit. And he legitimately was like, no, it's too much work. For me, in the <laughs> week, it was a lot. It was a big ask to make a text or a phone call to somebody and then do the same hour. You know. So anyway, yeah. I'm sorry that we did an episode about Jurassic Park three. 
because you I know, think that's we funny. recorded two days later and that's all I had. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Some of us are stuck in car, <laughs> stuck in <laughs> hot car on morning and evening for many hours. Uh, well, this is an important point. Uh, welcome to Graham Lewis, by the way. Mm. Uh, we're going to go know back. what it is. You're subscribed. We're going to go back to uh, an era of of the show where it sucks uh, because <sighs> we're both working again. Mm. And uh, you worked I, one day. I th- yeah, <laughs> one I know. day. My first day back, guys. And you know what? I'm already I'm already done with this. I'm off it. Oh, God. Uh but it's going to make the show bad because Why? when we were working, the show was bad. I feel like the show got better when uh, over the last five months. With psychosis? Yeah. I feel like it's been easier to do it for the most part. Huh. And there's been like more to talk about. I don't know about that. And now it's going to get boring again. Uh, I don't know Because about that. we're both not going to be really doing anything most of the time. No. Now I'm like s- I'm trying to plan to savor all of my uh, any time off because I already today was like, I need to go on vacation. Yeah, you do probably. I need. I think I need. I think. I think I need some days off. Well, uh, we shouldn't get too specific about either person's work. But do you get to still do your vacation for the hell? Year? Yeah, dude. Oh, that's good. Then why don't you take it? Yeah, I'm going to. Is there any? You know, I'm. You're a retail guy, so you have certain blackout periods that are typically normal, like vacation time for people. But yeah, but that's like December. Sure, but it's also kind of cool that maybe you can just take it middle of the fall. Whereas for an art person like me, that's oh, a no, that's no. prime time. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, no. I may, I always, my general uh, cycle of vacation was always at some point in October. I take a week, when the city is at its most temperate. It's lovely. It's crisp. I get to wear sweaters. Um, <coughs> it's also like you know, like ideas can ruminate, and then I just go hammer them out in the middle of October, and then I got like four paintings. I'm like, great. Yeah, you know, October vacation is nice. As you know, I took October vacation last year, but we went to California. Yeah, that didn't count. But it was still nice. It was know. an activity vacation. No, but it's a nice it's a nice uh, point in the year to take vacation. Yes. It's sort of like taking your lunch at like 2 or 3 p.m. Oh, yeah, and then you got like an hour And left. you're like, great, I don't have that much time left in the year, because before you know it, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, boom, it's a new year. Yeah, those don't count. I don't. Th- I don't this get year those is going to be weird because of COVID and furloughs, and yeah. you know, nothing about it feels good. But, no. uh, but yeah, uh, in, in normal times, in the before yeah. times, in the October before vacation, times. that's a nice. Treat. It was always sick. I would, yeah. I would take June, maybe like in August, because I was like, it's hot. I don't wanna. It's too hot. And then October, after everything is wild, when you're like, everyone's back to school. Great, we're done. I'm taking a week. Bye. The last couple of years, mostly because of people's weddings, my vacation time worked out to be strange, like February mm. and October. You know, like it happened a couple years in a row. Maybe not exactly that, but mm. where I wasn't taking summer vacation. And you know what? It kind of ruled. Fuck summer vacation. In New York, nobody really works in the summer anyway. So work is easier. Why would I want to take my vacation then? Huh. Take it when you make it everybody else's problem and then work the easy times. That's my theory. Uh, also, well. we didn't used to have air conditioning. Remember that? So it was yeah. better to be at work than it was to be here at oh, our studio. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're kind of just chilling. You're in the air conditioning. It was great. Uh, Take your vacation in the winter and fall. I typically, I don't know. I was in a hot box basement for most of last summer. So I would roll in in a tank top and shorts for and do that for two hours and then become a person. Man, that yeah, that rules. No, it sucks. Right. And then I would go in the cold, and I'd be like, ah, I love this. I'm going into the comfy area where there's a couch, and I'm going to clackety-clack on my computer and be important boss man. We love the cold, don't we, folks? We love it. Oh, Jesus Christ. You were really verging on that there. It was a little more like Anglo-Saxon, but 
I mean, you know, get ready, folks, for Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, Biden-Kamala Can science. you explain this to me? Because no, I only I saw headlines for this, and I have no clue what the fuck. I don't know what an Animal Crossing is. Animal Crossing is a video game, but I don't yes. really know what it is either. It's a video game for babies that adults play. That's what I know about it and why I don't care about it. Someone, there's a, a drag queen who famously, or not famously, but once said, like, Animal Crossing is for gamer bottoms who like cute things. And I went, you know what? I think that sounds right. I don't know anything about it, but I'm going to say that tracks. I think it's just like, do you remember like Harvest Moon or like Sim City but farming? Yeah, yeah, there's a new one called Stardew Valley that everybody likes. I think Animal Crossing is some version of this, except you're like an animal character instead of a human character. Yeah, and you owe this terrible raccoon named Tom Nook. I don't know. Which I'm like, that's racist. I'm already upset about this. And then the fact that, what, are they doing like Biden, Kamala ads within the game? No, you you can put little like in your house that you build and then you owe like a 30-year mortgage to a raccoon. Uh, You can put a little sign in your yard sponsored by... Just so everyone knows. Because you can go wow. visit other people's Can islands. you put a Trump sign? Probably not. What about Gary Johnson? Who? <laughs> or Howie Hawkins. Who? I don't know. Gary Johnson's not even the candidate for the Libertarians this year. It's some woman. I'm sure like Marianne was probably like, I already had signs. They were the crystals you could dig up. And you're like, ma'am. You know what? Marianne rules. Okay. And, and I, I mean that genuinely at this point. <laughs> I, I've really, I've really come around on Marianne because she, you know, she's the orb queen or whatever, and eventually she was standing Bernie, and I was like, oh, this is great, but now she and like Cornell West and a couple of other people are trying to start a third party, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm really into it actually. I don't think they're going to be successful, you know. I don't know. It'll probably get taken over by like l- lunatics from some fringe. Williams West sounds like a good home furnishing store. Oh, hmm, Williamson West. Yeah. Uh, I invested in a natural gas company that has a very similar name. Hmm. And then I lost all my money on it. Anyway. Stoinks. Uh, Terrible things. The point is, Marianne is really cool, and I like that she's starting a third party, and, you know, is hey, if they if they ever run uh, somebody in my area, you know, I think I'd look into it. Mm-hmm. Is it bad that when I hear third party, the only thing that I can think of is app? Like, I finished this, the thought with third party app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is bad. Like I don't. I'm like, no, what? No. But you know what? It, ma- it makes total sense. I mean, you know, in the American political landscape, you're they're completely irrelevant. Oh yeah. So it it yeah sure. Well, we don't want Jill Stein. Do we? No. Well, Jill it's Howie Hawkins this time. Is, okay. Well, Jill Stein went to too many Russian dinners or whatever, so they hung her. What? At the Pentagon. Oh. I don't know. Who cares, man? She always looked like a librarian that was too stern. She, I mean, she looked a little shifty. I do have she to be honest. She had BLE, big librarian energy. Oh, like Tammy. Yes. <laughs> that tracks, actually. Like she would seduce you with a whale tail and beef jerky. And then beat the shit out of you yeah. and give you cornrows. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Sure, sure. Yeah. That would be the side effect of falling under her spell. Yes. Um, you know what? That checks out. Yeah. I sign off on that theory. Good theory. Yeah. I'm full of wonderful ideals. But yeah, what the fuck are we going to talk about anymore? I don't have any time to just sit around and muse, feel bad, complain. Oh, I only barely remember no? what that is. Will you hand me that? We're looking at a We were, we did we did a a little uh drunk what what is art kind of thing. Oh man, no. I It's look, a hot mess. I'm vetoing this right now because uh, 
guys, we Will will post a picture of this on the Instagram because it's kind of difficult to describe, but we attempted to make a Punnett square of a few different, uh, you know, art terms and then solve solve for the boxes. Uh-huh. Now, it's scratched out and written in two different handwritings yeah, someone completely was... illegibly. I can read them. I can read them too, but the point is it looks like a serial killer made this and yeah, it's it from yeah. literally weeks ago. Yeah. So I don't know why you brought it up. It's from a week ago. Well, might as well be three years ago. Okay. Come on, man. It's COVID times. We, you know, we got to keep it moving. We don't want to think grandly about the the history of the world and culture as we move forward. Oh, I mean, I would love to think grand thoughts about the history of the world, but I think like a drunken conversation that you're trying to rehash hmm. might not be <laughs> might not be the way to go. I got a couple, of or you might want to build up to that with a nice maybe. segue rather than pick up the thing. And I, be don't like, you you like, I don't know. You were like, I don't know. You're talking about like you want to do this. I don't know. I mean, you know, were we subject as youth to two drunken people who used to do this while drunk and then try to explain it as theory? Yes. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, we should burn that, actually. JK. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't care about art. I don't care about anything. I'm really coming around to the idea that, uh, you know, I used to tell people, hey, doodle stop. Doodle it. Doodle nihilism corner. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm, it's just working. Having to work makes me blackpilled. You were Before, I could complain. One <laughs> and then, you know. One. <laughs> I mean, listen, it, it's bizarre. Okay, let's talk about it this way. I... I'm sure you must feel this way, too, because let's be really careful not to get into specifics about mm-hmm, each, other, mm-hmm. each other's jobs. But uh, it's a weird zombified version of having a job. In your situation, you're working almost completely alone, which is not typical. Yeah. So that's got to be strange. Yeah. You're also going to multiple locations. Yeah. It's quite abnormal. Would you say that's fair? I am... A site. I'm more of a site manager, akin to like construction. I'm just like making sure like things are moving. Well, sure, but which I like to do when there's like people, correct, and yes. vibrancy, and like I can be like, ooh, there's there's things, and we can strategize. There's nothing to strategize. I'm like, well, I just have to have my time. I have to bide my time, which I don't like. Yeah, that's pretty bad for anybody. Just having to clock in kind of just wait around yeah. and then clock out. There's no ownership, which I'm always like, what? I don't care then. I'm bored. Well, now to contrast that with my situation, I'm back to my job as of this recording and not everyone at the place is back, mm-hmm. but most people that I have to deal with are there. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking into a situation where I'm seeing all the same people that I haven't seen for five months, Yeah, but it's suddenly like sort of normal, mm. except the mask thing. Except everybody's relationships are different, and there's no public to see the work that I'm doing. Ah. There's no office people to really tell you what they want, except virtually. It's very, very difficult, and I'm sure this relates to your job, feels incredibly purposeless. Everyone's kind of looking at each other like, why are we here? What are we doing this? Like, what are we doing this for? Like, the... And it, it could apply to any field, I think. Like, the hustle and bustle of production of any job kind of makes itself natural and makes the thinking about the purpose of it invisible or irrelevant. Yeah. You just got to get through your tasks for the day. But when you have less tasks and there's really no purpose and you're still doing something, you're like, okay, 
Yeah. And, and then the entire structure of the organization is different than it used to be. Yeah. People are missing or you're not dealing with them or whatever the mix is. Uh, it makes it very difficult to just pretend like this is okay. Well, it's never yeah. easy to get up and go to work, at least not for me. Like, I really resent wage labor. I hate being employed. Hmm. But it's extra weird when everyone's kind of like, we're doing this. Why? To, like, get the economy running? Or... But there's... Here's the... here. Let's... Here's... Let me let you in on a little trade secret of being on the ground in the world. There's no economy. No one's spending any fucking money. Right. Exactly. So... He, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, what? Wh- who's spending money? All these people fleeing the Upper West Side and buying homes in Connecticut and New Jersey and Miami? Sure. But, like, they're going to be really weirded out when, like, it comes down to the cuts at their offices that they work remotely. And then it's like, yeah, you live in Miami. We don't really see you. So we don't have a connection. Bye. Click. Like, fire. Like, I, I wonder if the side effect of all this remote work is that without that, like, connectivity there's going to be no sentimentality about like, hmm, we're not going to furlough you again. We're just going to chop it off if it rears its head again. Oh yeah. I mean, are you talking about like if for whatever reason a business runs out of money or if coronavirus spikes again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that's already happening. Uh, yeah. Um, it was a, over a week ago now, but I do remember reading that, that like new unemployment claims actually surged recently because this has been happening yeah. to people. Yeah. But I don't even mean on a macro level, like, who cares i know that there's no real economy but that's what makes doing the labor even stranger where you're like you're still just it it feels more forced on the part of the bosses where you're like you're still making people show up you're still making people do this yet there's no goal there really isn't a reason well you know well you know you're not going to make the goal that you set out the start of your year at like everyone was like once march or april hit we were like well nope like fully know and then when things started reopening it's like let's shoot for half and now then now it's slowly getting to like let's say 75 percent like we're gonna try and like the best you can do is 70 right yeah i mean i want to be a little more self-critical it's not that i am ignorant i don't i understand that something has to happen i understand that they can't let everybody sit at home or whatever but it doesn't solve the uh, personal problem. Like, again, it's not about the macro stuff. Like, I understand yeah. quarterly earnings are not being met. I understand that people aren't really spending money. But it makes the the felt experience of having a job that much more pointless. Well, it's it's a it's the more existential problem of, like, what is the point of work? And it's like, well, I don't know. Like... Because there's no sad, no one's getting real satisfaction out of any of it. It's just like no. holding on for dear life and trying to avoid the third rail, um, while getting your knees banged up the entire way. Yeah, you know, um, because you don't get the things that make like working forty five hours a week fun, like the little things that like the little cheap thrills, like you know, whatever that might be. Like you don't have those anymore. It's just, oh God, I guess we have to try to do. Uh, something right i'll give you i'll give you a perfect example of this like i work at a gallery obviously i think that's fine um when we install shows normally the you know slight reward for working 60 hours a week is you get to go to the opening and have a couple drinks and even if you only stay for a minute or you just you know drink with your buddies and then leave 
there's that there's a psychic release to that. Yeah, and then like, it's oh, the we weekend or yeah, whatever, yeah. and then you're done. But now, you know, we're working on two shows right now that no one will see, mm. and it's like, huh? And there's no openings for critically oh. because there can't be. How could there be? That's true. So you are doing all of this, and you're like, huh? It's by appointment. Okay. Apparently, seesaw is doing a good job with managing appointments for people. Allegedly, uh, look, look. I'm sure it's fine, but it's just you don't. It's just weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm being really inarticulate about it because it's sort of an, you know, I'm I'm on it for one day and I'm already feeling extra bizarre. But mm. but yeah, the, nothing like that is in sight. And not only that, you can't come home from a weird day at work and be like, hey, anybody want to meet up? There's yeah, also none that. of that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you're like, oh, okay. Welcome to truly alienate, you know, well, alienated labor. I tried to make it sing songy, but I fucked it up. Thank you for bringing Shit. that up because that's what it exposes is how truly alienated like having a, an hourly or salary job actually is. Yeah, it sucks. You're just doing something for what? You're trading time for money and not skill. Well, even if, even if you're using your skill, you're always trading time or skill for money. I don't think it's really that. It's just that there's this illusion that a company or uh, a day job can give you that you're working towards something bigger than yourself. Hmm. And well, in you reality, are, you, you are. are but it's just more money. Now it's transparent. Yeah. yeah. It, it was always just for money. I don't know. To say. Well, but we like we were just talking about it. I mean, there's no reason to rehash it again, but you brought it up. Like, like there's slight rewards to this, or at least it feels that way. Yeah. And when it's not, when that's not there anymore, you're like, no. And, and I have to tell you, like, it's weird for me, like I said, because I'm working with other people again, mm-hmm. and everybody j- is looking at each other weird and just feels weird, because hmm. it's hard to be around now. You're like, oh, we're doing this again, but... We're not really friends. Well, also, so like now we have to be, now we're like buddy buddy spending all this time together again, and we have to like pick up where we left off. But everybody's lives is, are shittier. Well, like I came back right, and the guys there are asking me like, "Oh, how are you doing? What have you been up to?" And I'm like, "Nothing." How can I answer that question? And I know that it's sort of forced. You have to like, yeah, pretend to go along, get along. But there's no good answer to that, and everybody knows it, so it makes everything awkward. Well, yeah, I mean it's. It becomes a thing, too, of, like, this is what I think my worry was at the be- the middle of, of the times were that, like, people are going to forget how to socialize. And yeah. you're recognizing that, yes, it's that's true. I deal with the public on occasion a couple times a week, and I'm like, you, no one knows how to act. It's just, like, fucking animals out in the world. Yeah, but you've been... You've been saying that regardless. Like, that's been your opinion of the, quote, public, as you always say, mm. since forever. They're extra bad now. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Um, people are just disgruntled all around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't disagree with you. It's just particularly awkward when it comes to your coworkers because nobody wants to take it out on anybody else. It's not yeah, like an yeah. angry thing. It's just a very awkward experience of, like, so we're not friends, but we're here again. But it used to feel more like being friends because, yeah. you know, it's just a constant flow it's, of seeing these people. It's trench friendship. And then it's like, yes, yeah. yes. And now you're like, oh, I came home from the front. Yeah. Right. I'm back on I'm back on the front lines again. Yeah. A- after, you know, spending a summer in England, like shagging broads and like drinking tea. What? Now I'm back. I'm, th- I'm doing a World War One analogy. Okay. Now I'm back in France and I'm like, fuck, it's muddy here and it's loud. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like all you guys are shell shocked, and so am I. Yeah. But in a different <clears throat> way from you, you know. Mm. It's it's very hard to. It's very hard to just get on with it. I have a sense, like all things Corona, that that will just fade almost immediately. You get a week mm. into it, and it's sort of like, eh. Maybe. I come from a culture though that's like we like to when we're at work we're like I'm getting paid to put on a show all the time so like when you know a colleague of mine we actually get to see each other I'm like <gasps> and it's just like talking 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 because we're like oh did you do this because like, we're like oh we like we like projects and we like being able to be like did you do the what do we think of the like just the 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 jaws don't stop because we're like oh thank god we haven't talked in so long like we haven't talked as people sure well that sounds like you actually like each other you know well it's like a mutual respect thing of like sure. you know i'm like oh hi hi you're here okay great uh, uh friendly face hi 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 um like that's nice to have like just like oh thank god someone else that i know that i can see I yeah know. i mean i suppose i don't know it's just but i even that's rare i guess yeah i don't know like you you sound like you're doing the dog thing of like we're going to sniff each other and like back away and like kind of Well, I don't mean to make it sound so hostile. It is somewhat like that, but it's not as if there's any animosity. It's just that yeah, like we've been living really separate lives. I don't really understand how to reintegrate like yeah. that. It doesn't it didn't happen as quickly. It didn't happen naturally. And yeah. I'm sure that to a large extent that's on me or whatever, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to feel like I have to reintegrate i'm like this is weird it should just be weird it's okay if it's weird it doesn't bother me Mm. well it doesn't bother me outwardly i mean it's not like i'm gonna like i don't know not show up tomorrow because of it it's just it's just that i'm not gonna also lie to you and be like oh yeah i've been great you know everything's like that's how it normally is when you come back from vacation oh i did this cool thing it's like no i haven't done fucking anything. what the fuck I haven't done anything. Oh, I usually, when I'm back from a va- vacation, I'm like, okay, what fire do I got to put out? What's going on? What's the shit? Well, yeah, it's also like, it depends if you care about your job. And I'm yeah. like, I don't have any idea what's going on here, and I don't care. Just tell me what to do. Okay. You well, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, wh- why would I feel responsible for it? Mm. Yeah. I've, there, I have no obligation to be invested now. Mm, I can yeah. get reinvested, but, you know, you got to tell me what to do. I'm not, like, going to go out of my way. Well, because you also don't know what the new way is. No, I have no clue. Yeah. The new way. And, and, you know, to a large extent, it turns out there is no new way. It's part of that zombification that I started this out with. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's basically the same, but, like... But awkward. But, but awkward, and again, without the same purpose. It seems like everyone's trying to be nicer because everybody realizes that it's difficult. And mm-hmm. I just have the, a sneaking suspicion in the back of my mind of, like, how long is that going to last? Like, you know, maybe forever... Or people are going to slowly go, ins- I don't, not go insane, but like lose it and not, not like go off the handle, but do that thing of like, I can't take the weirdness anymore. Like, not like, I don't think anyone, I I truly believe this. I don't think anyone is ever going to get to that like New York, stressed New Yorker level ever again. I think that's crazy. I, think I would like to hear why you think that, but I think that's insane to say. I... Well, I'll use an example. One of my colleagues, I never saw her schedule be less than like 46 hours a week. Cause she's like, well, I've got to be here. This is, this is my shit. I'm like, damn. I would chase her out of the building. I'm like, you go home now. You want to go home now? You go home now. Let's go drink. Come on. Come on. We're, we're leaving early. You're leaving early. I'm here. I left on time. Let's go. And I saw like a new schedule and I was like, oh, you're working only 40 hours and you're going to leave early on those days? I'm so proud of you. Like, I think there's that where people are like, I truly don't need to be doing this, like, stressed 
salary bitch shit anymore. Like, there's truly no, we know there's no reason anymore. Like, that curtain got lifted. So we're like, okay, fine. And everyone on a higher tier is also accepting of that, of like, you're right. Do you want some life? And it's like, yeah, I do. I think I do. And if you take it from me, I'll be mad. And I'll be vocal about being mad. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I just really wonder about that because I think for people lower on the totem pole, that's definitely true. Even if you're talking about middle management or something, I'm not talking about like working at an Amazon warehouse. That's probably only gotten worse. Oh, yeah. But um, like, yeah, I don't know. I just think I just think it really depends. And that and it all depends on the macro situation. Like, you know, the economy in terms of people spending eventually has to catch up for any of that to matter. The bosses may want like the old way back just because they like the hustle and bustle. Like I generally get the sense that if you're like a business owner that's successful or like some kind of high up management, that's really successful. You must be an extroverted person that thrives on that kind of shit. Otherwise, how could you handle the workload? How could you handle the psychic stress? How could you handle the cruelty on some level? Like you have to do it. It's not, that's not a statement of judgment. It's just a fact. But they must want that back, and they can't have it back until it comes back. They want it back because they had plans. Everyone had plans, and now those plans are just like no plans, no plans now. We're we're just kind of winging it, and no one likes which must no which must be incredibly it. frustrating for them. That's why I was gonna yeah. s- I was gonna say like the stress thing will not be it will not be New York stress city. It'll be New York frustrated city where we're like. We just want, can we just do the thing? It's like, no, we actually can't. And we're not going to do it under duress. And if you're going to try and push it, we're not going to do it. I don't know. I just, I just don't, don't think that most people in America have the wherewithal to keep that up for very long. Oh, I really don't. See, uh, eventually the stressed out people are going to make that other people's problems. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have no choice but to get back into the mode or lose your job. Like, yeah, no, I think that's going to be like, you need some betterhelp.com or some shit in your life because I'm not dealing with your fuckery. I, I was already, uh, a week or so ago, I was told an anecdote by a friend that um, someone they knew had gone back to work uh, in the office. They'd been working from home the whole time. They'd never stopped working. They were never furloughed. Yeah. The, the, the boss made everyone go back to the office. <sighs> and it's not the type of job where you have to. It's not a physical labor job. It's a fucking office cubicle type job. Oh. And the boss demanded that everybody come back, and a few people protested, and the boss told them, if you don't like it, find another job. So, Ooh. like, that is happening already. And there's well, and there's no reason, again, there's no reason to do this. They all proved that they could work from home effectively for five months, but it's the boss that wants it, so that's what they get. Well, that boss is going to lose their business. I don't think so. It's, well, it's, a t- it's a too big of a business. Hmm. Uh, no, they won't. Well. And that that's, you know, what can you do? Yeah. So I, I just don't I also just don't think uh, I'm repeating myself now, but yeah. I really just don't think that people are going to be able to hold out this mindset. I get that we all have it now um, or have had it this whole time. And uh, that was one of the original hopes of coronavirus is like, oh, this will kind of chill out everybody and the labor force will feel a little more uh, dignified and willing to, you know, demand some accommodation so they could have some quality of yeah. life. I don't know, but I think the feelings are just mixed in every direction because people also don't like working from home necessarily. The people that do are being forced back by the people that don't. It's just... Uh, Yeah, I don't know. People are too scared, man. There's there's no way you can assert any leverage in this situation. Yeah, I mean... I granted, like, I'm kind of a hypocrite because, like, on Sunday when I was reeling from my deathly food poisoning of Topango, 
I'm oh gonna, yeah. I'm going to put them on blast. They destroyed my body. Um, I was like, because you, when you're in the public, you know, out working or whatever, you have to do a, a health check-in. Maybe you don't have to do this, but like we take our temperature and then there's a list of questions like blah, blah, blah. I was like, are you experiencing any intestinal distress? And I want to be like, the answer is yes. But can I answer yes? Because technically, no, I can't. Right. This is typical like co- coercive device and of I was shaming like, people for being ill yeah yeah and i was like i, I did the little rationale i'm like this is something i do have to bring up you know because what happens if it's like yeah like I, uh, me no me no able to do it what can you do and if there's no other parachute you can't do it well i feel like for a number of reasons you should have been honest about that a because what is it really? Who does it really harm? I mean, are they gonna, are they going to fire you for it? Is that really your worry? Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, maybe they would. Like, I don't know. I'm asking you. Well, uh, I no, it wouldn't be fire. It would just be like, what's wrong? I'm like, I ate a shitty burrito and I'm dying. Like, you know, but like, y- there's an ethical problem there, which is like, like, I don't have COVID, but I am dying. You happen to know that it was a shitty burrito, right? But let's say you didn't. Mm-hmm. You should definitely report that. Like, I yeah. keep I keep thinking about this now where i'm like well if i wake up with the sniffles normally i'm going to work yeah but now i don't know you really shouldn't you seems, honestly shouldn't yeah, and it, suspicious, and it yeah. genuinely seems crazy to do that yeah yet at the same time there's a lot of extenuating factors on everybody's situations and i think about my own and i go like well fuck like you're out of works for two weeks or yeah. whatever there's other things to consider like i mean what the fuck well it wouldn't necessarily be that it'd be like well you can't work until you get a, go get a covid test or something like that and I'm like, sure, okay, but fine, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to think on my nose, please. I would hope that there would be that public awareness, too, of like, well, I'm supposed to go on a subway car visibly sick. Other people don't know that I don't have COVID. Like, you you, yeah. you can't do this anymore. Yeah. The thing about shaming people for being sick is like an actual ethical problem for the individual now. Yeah. And the companies that are going to probably continue the practice of not really letting you take sick days mm. um, are largely responsible for that. Oh, I have a shitload of those. Huh. Never. Sorry, just had a realization. I'm like, should use this. Um, <laughs> well, and th- th- well, that was the other thing I wanted to bring up. You happen to know that it was a burrito. Yeah. Regardless, you shouldn't have I to also, go to work if you're fucking sick, man. I also like. Did I know? It's like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, it's the only thing that was the outside, outside variable that could have caused it, other than the two bottles of wine I had the day before well whatever i mean you can never know for sure which is a good reason to always take off work anyway it uh, it only reinforces the point that you felt sick you shouldn't have had to do anything yeah but i got in a car and drove 40 miles yeah i don't know you're an absolute cuck for your jobs though you never ever take sick days you never ever um you never you Mm. you overwork yourself all the time i'm a glutton for punishment the only time I will absolutely be like, no, is in those volcanic situations. That's the only time I've ever, or pink eye. I got pink eye once and was like, I'm not working. This is disgusting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got this, but some shit got in my eye and I'm pissed. Um, but you've never done the thing of like, you wake up in the morning, you just feel like bad. You don't feel mm. sick, but you're just like, oh God, I can't do it today. And just call in sick. I don't think you've ever done that once in your life. Mm. No, because it's never been that bad. I mean, also, what's my threshold of, like, what's bad enough? And I'm like, well, 
even with a stid, and I'm like, I'm leaky. I'm going to go to work and then go to WebMD. It's like, no, you shouldn't do that. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. That's even crazier than what I meant. All I meant was basically a mental health day of like, it's too much for me today. I'm not going to go. Oh, I've called I've called audibles by the end of the week. I'm like, okay, who's doing this? I'm not coming in tomorrow. And they're like, once what? again, by the end of the week, I'm not even talking about mm. that, man. I'm not t- like it's you're so funny because you're just introducing like the more extreme situations that I could possibly think yeah. of, and I'm giving you the gentlest possible example. And you're like, oh yeah, I've done that. I've worked through hell for four days and then taken a Friday off. Well, yeah, fuck, man. Everybody's <laughs> done that, but I'm talking about a fucking Tuesday where you're just oh, like, ah, yeah. eh, I don't feel like it. I mean, sometimes my Fridays are Tuesdays, and I'm like, guys, it's been a while. You're fine. I'm, I'm done. It was going to be an office day. I'll work from home if I decide to work. Bye. I guess so. I guess that kind of counts. But I was just trying to gesture towards like a situation where there was, wasn't really any extenuating circumstance. It wasn't yeah. that working was particularly hard. It was just you were having a day. Yeah. Not that anything around you happened. Well, the fucked up part is that the way that, uh, what's it called? corporate capital is structured the the leanness of everything you know when you go from having a team that used to be like let's say 10 in a a previous life and then it's six and you're like oh i can't because there's no one we don't we have a problem because you know someone's got to mind the store yeah i mean i've run into that situation before Uh, you know i'm not saying i'm somebody that sloughs off my job i'm also a work cuck because i know you know how many you must know people like this too that are like it's not that they're bad people or whatever, but they genuinely do not give a fuck and they still don't get fired. Yeah. Or they only give kind of a fuck and they're like, you know, there's yes, no I've real... many of them yeah. in my years. There's yes. no real benefit in giving a shit about your job. Eh. It takes a lot to get fired, basically. Oh, it takes so much? It but takes I, but so I'm much. O- but I'm only saying that to reinforce, like, I'm not accusing you of anything. I overwork myself to my detriment also. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the adrenaline rush, so you're like, ooh, I like that. I don't think it's that. I don't know. I, I feel a bizarre, abstract sense of, like, not wanting to let the other employees down. Yeah. Because, like, you, that's what you were getting at. Yeah. Is, like, yeah, there's a lot of situations because of the leanness of current, like, business culture where if you're not going to be there you're and there is something else. at stake, you're fucking somebody else over, kind of. And I've it's, been... It's tough. It... it sickens me to say it that way even though that's the way that i feel inside about it Mm -hmm. because that's not your fault that's your boss's fault yeah yeah or it's not even their fault they're like i had to do what i had to do no it's no 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 no. it's their fault it's their fault they should have enough people on their staff that people can call in sick or you know have an accident you know imagine if you got into a car accident on the way to work and there's nobody there to mind the store yeah whose fucking fault is that that's your boss's fault they you know yeah I don't think it was always like this. It wasn't, but that was like 10 years ago. Well, right. So, I mean, you know, that's something also in the, in the aftertimes when we'd be like, yeah, so this whole like one on one, like, no, we're going to have to double stack. Why? Because if someone does is ill, what's going to happen? Then someone's going to have to scramble on a day. They're not prepared. Cause what happens if I'm like, no, I have two days off in a row. I'm not going to be in town by. Right. And they're like, well, I'm deceased now. And you're like, excuse me. Yeah, I have sniffles, and you're like, motherfucker. I don't know. It's a very, it's a very big problem that I'm not smart enough to articulate or resolve. But the contradiction is obvious, right? Because businesses have only gotten leaner in the last six months. This is even the, in the before times. Sure, but but especially now. Oh yeah, now it's fucked. They were lean intentionally before to drive up their profits. Yes. Uh, now they're lean because their profits went away, and they're supposed to sort of 
function. You know, give people extra, not only function, yeah. but give people extra time because there's a deadly disease on the loose. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. Like at some point, those two uh, divergent things come back together and cause real serious problems. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, so, we'll see. I don't know. Or uh, truly, it's just going to be like gig economy fuckery. Just like, hey, are you available? And it's like, we worked so long and so hard to get rid of the on-call shiftery in New York as like wage labor people. Like that was so hard one to get that like off the books. Oh, yeah. Like, because that was all my youth. Even in high school, I would have to be like, hey, do you need me at this time? Or do you need me today? And they'd be like, yeah, I'm like, fuck, I have like a paper due tomorrow, but I guess fuck that. All right, I'm. I don't know. I mean, that's how all hourly, especially low-wage hourly jobs have been forever. That yeah. basically you're at the mercy of when they need you or don't need you. You never have a set schedule. You could be working tomorrow or not. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I yeah, mean, we worked hard to make that not a thing. Whatever. It's sort of it's it's hard to complain about because it'll never happen. But it, really, all jobs should basically be salaried jobs, whether they need you or not. Like, I feel like a, a system that would be preferential to me would be like basically an on-call system with a set number of hours that you had to work and once you fulfilled that you were done Mm. and you had a base rate of pay that didn't change based on how much you worked so if they Mm. only needed you 20 hours this week you still get paid the same amount if they need you for 60 another time you still get paid the same amount yeah that's what a salary is but i would like it to work in the reverse direction where it's not only a way of getting around overtime protection yeah it's also a way of just using you when you're productive and not the rest of the time that's why bosses hate work from home because that's what work from home is yeah and they can't stand the thought it's really that easy they just can't stand the thought of not having like uh not having like a surveillance mechanism yeah. effective enough to make people be at their desk all day. Well, yeah, because I have a friend who's like, no, if it's like three o'clock and I want to go for a run, I'm going to go for a run. Yeah. Like my watch, my Apple Watch is on me if someone needs to get me, but I'm not also going to stop running and look at it. I'll acknowledge it and just be like, got it. But no, because I'm going to work a little bit later, but I took my long break because I'm living my life. Right. I'm like, that's great. I, I mean, I feel like what smart bosses do now is they use that to their advantage, which all companies should get in this groove if if they want higher profits, is just to say, oh, let's use the highest productivity workers when they feel like doing it so that we can fire the rest of you. Oh, and by the way, we don't need this office anymore. I mean, yeah. Because you guys can do it at home and finance it yourselves. The, you know, you need less employees if you let them be productive on their own time, mm-hmm. but you have to trust them. And I think there's yeah. something, I, I, I think, I wonder, I feel like I mentioned this one other time, but I can't remember the context. I wonder if when uh, boomers c- kind of get lost out of the management scene when they inevitably die or retire, I think that even Generation we ta- X, we, we talked did talk about, about this, this. Where I was like, yeah, this is an inevitability. Th- inevitably, that will change, I hope. Yeah. I really don't think there's that much pressure from anybody under even the age of 50 at this point to like surveil people in that way no because also if you're smart you can surveil people at their home easier anyway well i also think like if you're a responsible not responsible but like if you're the like ideal candidate for this like you're the one reaching out being like i need help with this or i did this what am i doing next like you're being proactive about it because i just want to get it off the i just want to look at the end of my day and be like everything's clear like nothing no no relay to the next day or whatever sure well and a good employee would also be uh honest and say uh 
it's noon. I finished the three hours of work that I had to do. I'm going to log off. If you need anything, text me. Yeah. You should be allowed to do that because if they text you and you can get to your computer or you can just say, hey, I had to get run an errand. I'll yeah. get to it as soon as I can. That's also fine. It'll get done. Yeah. There's, ve- there's very few things in life or business that need to happen within eight hours. Well, also... Almost nothing. Also think about it this way. The time scale of deliverables that we used to operate on are all out of whack because the production of everything is out of whack. Oh, sure. You know, on, on any scale from low yep. commerce goods to even art, because I'm sure, like, how productive have people's studios been when you are s- sketched out about having an assistant breathe down your necks, like, two feet away. Sure, it depends on the artists and a lot of other factors, but yeah. it's also harder to ship things now because there's less flights. How are you supposed to do anything internationally? And Think you're just kind of waiting. From yeah. the United States. Oh, yeah, you're fucked. Um, and you're just kind of playing a waiting game anyway, which is what I did for a while, of, like, well, I had just have to wait. I got. I don't have the things I need to make it go, so I'm the, waiting. Yeah, the the only sticking point in a luxury good goods industry is that the uh, higher ups and the salespeople responsible for telling a collector they have to wait literally just don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's so they pass insane. the burden to everybody else. And I, you know what? I don't even want to make that about art or luxury goods or whatever. That's probably the same at every business. Basically, yeah. when you achieve a certain level of status, you don't think of it as your job to disappoint anymore. Disappointment <sighs> is something that you delegate I or guess. dish out. It's yeah. not something that you incur. But I think at some point you have to, everyone has to have that like reckoning when you're like, well, that's just not going to hit on target. Okay. Can we pivot or are we just going to be frustrated? Right, right, right. And like if you can't be nimble, you shouldn't have your job anyway. Sure. Yeah. And I don't mean to generalize too harshly. Like there's some people that are good at this. Yeah. Uh, like that's or, what... or know the importance of. Like uh, good optics, and they'll usually tell you like you know we we wanted this, but that's clearly not happening. Right. I'm like, oh, I love hearing that. The like, the like, I ha- I shot for the moon and I ended up at some shitty star, but like I'm accepting the star. Yeah, you're like, yeah. what you are? <gasps> Great, thank you, thank you so much. Like, well, what's smart about that is that's ultimately what always happens anyway. It's yeah. just how much complaining are we going to do in the meantime? Well, how much blowback are you going to get sure. for landing on the star? Now it's almost none. You might as well. You might as well not have any. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, we're in orbit. That's cool, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's sort of. It's sort of back to the origin of this. I, I don't know how long that's going to last. People are being nice about it now, but hmm, we'll see. I don't know. I. I genuinely think that the news cycle, you know, outside of Corona, you know, like the thing in Kenosha and all this shit. Like, I, I really think that all of this, just fragility in the United States in particular right now, because really in other countries, like in Wuhan, they're having fucking rave pool parties right now. Sick. Um, but oh, Was that a bad thing to say? No, that it is fucking sick. Are you kidding me? I no, wish I like, lived in goddamn China. What the fuck? Yeah, but like sick. <laughs> sick. Oh, they're not going to get sick over there. They solved it. Okay. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, the, the situation in the United States is just so bleak that like I really do think that's part of what's wearing on everybody. No matter what your political beliefs are, it, it feels really deranging. Oh, yeah. And like just difficult. A- and that isn't going to stop. Mm. A- and, the, and the election coming up is just this latent anxiety mm, for yeah. everyone. Uh, maybe that'll solve something, but you know, it's only on some level only going to make all this stuff worse one way or another. That's a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. So like I feel... All I'm trying to say is that I feel like even if a coronavirus vaccine came along tomorrow, I think there would be a week where people were like, great, we're back at it. And they would try to get everybody on the stress level. 
and then somebody would get shot or there'd be some a new a new riot or something and it would just be like oh god like it's because well. it's exhausting man all this shit is exhausting even when you try to log off from it or whatever like there's no way around it yeah and it makes even powerful people affected they can't ignore it anymore and and i think in some ways the people in positions of power and just to be clear like neither you or i have access to the, the oligarchs or whatever i don't mean true no. elites but i mean people that are elite adjacent mm. that normally would be able to check out of politics because hey i'm upper middle rich and the river of green is flowing yeah so it's fine and right yeah. now the river of green isn't exactly flowing and yeah. even if it is all of the problems elsewhere are so in everybody's face that they can't avoid it anymore well, it's also spilling into the river of green yep so it's affecting the river of green therefore it's affecting them and mm, I, i'm skeptical about how long it will chill them out for mm. but i do think it's a, having a psychologically devastating effect regardless of your position right now well doesn't matter who you are yeah yeah, the only uh, to be honest, the only people that I assume are truly unaffected are, and this is really judgmental, but like truly ignorant people. Yeah, uh, and yeah. their ignorance isn't exactly their fault. But like, if you're even the if you're the type of person that checks the news once a day, you're deranged by this stuff. Oh, well, there are people that never do that though. Yeah, so those are the people that I mean. That could be uh, that could be anybody from because, a Walmart yeah. worker to an elite. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't know. It's very. The bubble that which we live in is very strange and also very small. So, like, on my sojourns, I go to a, you know, what what would they... They would be called, like, a bedroom community in the 50s. Um, you know, the idea of implicit bias is rampant as a motherfucker. Because I'm just, like, this bald white man. And everyone's like, you're great! I'm like, no, I just... I don't get to see people very often. So, I'm, again, like a dog. But, like, you won't talk to this you know, African-American associate of mine, even though she talked to you three times, but you're only responding to me, old white lady. Uh-huh. Like, you know, and I'm just, and like, and they're just like, Ugh, I can't with this one. Can you just, I'm like, uh-huh. I'm not going to be happy about it. You want me to yell at her? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, great. Because I can. I, what in, is the, that? in the way that I can. Sure, but what does that have to do with the, with the bubble of it all? Like, yeah. Like, we, we tend to Would think, you, well, wait, 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 wait. Would you classify that old, white lady the hypothetical as like an ignorant person that's just not following that isn't being deranged by world events oh i think her her bias has been you know buried deep a long time so like that's there's nothing that's That's what it sounds like to me is it's so firmly entrenched that the events of today would just confirm for her what she already thinks but it's kind of yeah i as a person in the world am more aware of it and see it very clear in a way that i would be like she's just a cunt like i don't know what to tell you like Right, and you're you know, also just gay. like, oh would, no, yeah. you know, I would imagine that that woman would be biased against you too. Mm. Do you find that, like, in that hypothetical, that she's less biased to you because you're white and man? Well, because I'm a real butch when I work. Oh, really? Bill comes out. No, I'm just kidding. It, no. Yeah, I was gonna say it seems Bill doesn't come out. Literally impossible. Bill's talking about like, oh yeah, that'll look great with some culottes. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not gonna fuck. No, but granted, when I'm talking in this register, they're like, question. He doesn't sound like those sissy boys at the Mac counter. And I'm like, yeah, because no, I haven't had my gay panic and dyed my hair blonde. I'm already blonde. What can I go? <laughs> Can't go anywhere. I'm not di- going to dye it pink. I look great in pink, but no. Like You're talking as if you have hair, which is strange. You shut the fuck up right now. Uh, it, it could go a color. I would. 
<laughs> would look like the fucking blue man group, but hey. Well, anyway, <laughs> I have ruder things to say, but I'm going to keep them to myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I I know what you mean. Okay, I guess. But, but like, I'm st- I'm still a little bit confused as to how that ties into the broader. But in the way that, like, you know, you know, I just recognize it. I recognize it, which I'm like, I used to not think about it. I just would be like, just write them off. Fuck them. Who cares? And I'm like, actually, we should care and kind of be like, mm, fuck them, too. Well, yeah. should you? I mean, I don't think so. Eh. Like, I, I actually I actually don't agree with that at all. I think the situation for the hypothetical old lady stands. Like, yeah, she's kind of a, you know, it, implicit bias is even gentle. She's kind of a racist. She prefers the company of people that look like her yeah. and act like her. And y- you know what? J- write her off just like you did before. Yeah. Any instigation on your part? No, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not. But, but that's what you're describing. I yeah. mean, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, you can care, but there's nothing you can do about it in that experience. So you shouldn't do anything about it. Well, yeah. I, I guess what I'm, I'm obviously extrapolating this poorly, but like, you know, when something in the before times happened all the time, I would it would be like hard to recognize. I'd be like, what? Why do you feel away? And they're like, they're racist. I'm like, no, they're just you know mean in general and i'm like oh it is maybe a little seated sure and i'm like oh i guess i yeah i should have been more aware of that in the past but like didn't know because i was like whatever take their money i don't give a fuck yeah i know what you mean i know what you mean and now and now it's just easier to identify for what it is yeah and now i'm like i don't even care if i take their money fuck them like, I, I guess the thing that's strange is like well that person Again, hypothetical old woman. She's the constant variable in this equation, right? Yeah. It's the world that's changed around her, mm. not her behavior. So yeah. why is her categorization different now than it was then? It's not that, you know, yeah. like like I think that people get things like racism and homophobia a little twisted up because there's always been a spectrum of this. Yeah. And I think what you might be criticizing is something in yourself where you're like, oh, I used to not care. Yeah. And now I care more. That's that's one. Yeah, yeah. Um. That's it. That's really interesting and maybe sort of positive, but it, yeah. it's also a symptom of the same derangement that I was describing. Because that can that can take a very negative form. Yeah, where people get too hyperbolic or hysterical about things like that, or or go the other way and get way Double too down. comfortable yeah. with yeah. it. But again, I think it's interesting to point out that the woman didn't change. But I and th- you know what? Neither did the world. Just your exposure to the world changed. But what I'm saying is like my empathy for the you know, employee who's feeling away is now heightened and now I can speak to that with some skill or if not skill, like just like, I I, like, yeah, I know, but don't worry about it. This she, oh, she going to die. Like, it's fine. Like, you know, like the way that you can kind of phrase it instead of being like, oh, just brush it off. It's no big deal. It's like, oh no, you probably deal with this a lot. Yeah. 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 And I just am telling you to brush it off and you're like been brushing it off forever. And you're like, yeah, the pile of dust behind me is gigantic. Like, that's not fair. No, it's not. It, I, that's interesting. Too. So the empathy thing is like, I, I'm so sorry that this is a thing you have to deal with. Every right. Day. It's, so it's not the old woman that's changed. It's not really the world that's changed. It's you. Yeah. Which well. is a good thing. I mean, race makes this a particularly sticky thing to be talking about right now. But like, I would imagine that your hypothetical black coworker uh, would never have had it twisted. They've been dealing with this their whole life. Yeah, what do you mean? They yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, it, 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 but it it's hard because I don't think a lot of people recognize that they need to look at themselves in all of this yeah. and find empathy. Yeah. Like if you can find empathy, that's always the ideal. Or but like you, remove the, na- the the naivete that I had that I was like, no, they're just an asshole. And it's like, oh no, they're a little racist. Oh, okay. 
still makes him an asshole. So like, I'm still it's they're still, still they're still under yeah. the general qualifier. So like, don't take it too personally. But also, I understand if you feel it deeply. Like you know, sure. That's like I guess you know I guess for me. Uh, I, I birthday clown it and I'm just like an asshole's an asshole. So like remember that and like to try to like soften the blow of that feeling. Sure. I'm always just like, you know, put on the red nose and I'm like, Haha, they're a dick. Fuck them. Like, you know, I think a lot of prejudice in the world is mostly the result of just people being an asshole. I don't think that I don't I've said this to you before privately, but like I don't think that very many people are actually racist or sexist or homophobic. I think that there's quite a few people that are assholes, though, and that just don't really think about things very hard because it makes sense to treat someone that looks different from you differently if you don't even think about it for one second. Yeah, it's it's then a question of where does the assholery stem from? Yeah. And then if it's just general, they treat all people like that, then you're like, oh, you're just terrible. But if it's like, oh, you only, you know, act one way towards one kind of person, then you're like, ooh, you're a specific, you know, it's uh, phylum and what's the other word? Oh, like genus and phylum. And, genus you know, and phylum yeah. of asshole. Sure. Like, and then you're going to get down to like, you know, genus racisis. Right. You know, I just think it's, I just think it's hard without... You know, it's hard in a general conversation or even with any particular person that you don't know on a personal level, uh, on an individual level, to locate where any of the source of that comes from. Because there's like, you know, you're from Ohio. It's like there's plenty of Polish people that are uh, outwardly racist against black people, but they're also really racist against Ukrainian people. Probably more so in some yeah, ways. Well. And like that's also a thing. So whenever whenever you make a leap of logic in your head that like they're a white supremacist or whatever, you're not you're not taking into account that they they're just an asshole to in a lot of different ways because that's what they've been told. Maybe. Well. And also, you know, to be self critical, I'm being too judgmental of the ignorant people saying they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, they might know what they're doing. A lot of times they do, probably. Sometimes they do. Sometimes you're sure. like, ooh, and you catch them in the shit, and you're like, ha-ha, gotcha, bitch. Yeah. Um, so that's always the thing that I'm like, hmm, hmm. Well, to cycle back a little bit, it, it was sort of what I was originally trying to say is that I think, you know, we went off on a different tangent about how, like, the post deranging yeah. the post-world is, but I think it's deranging some people. This is to your point earlier about working and bosses and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it's deranging some people into a different positive direction where they at least have to pretend to care about other people's lives and rights for once. Hmm. I'm a lot more suspicious than you are, again, again, that it won't stick because I think it's sort of fake. Oh. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they'll have a real change of heart. Like, oh, my employees are not just resources, human yeah. resources, well, human mm. capital. Like, they are people. That's that's the hope, right? Yeah. Like, you want that. Um, how long that'll last before it's just, well. Got to get back to business, baby. The ledger is still in effect. Um, we can, you know, placate the ledger, but at a certain point it's... Uh, it's that specter hanging over with the sickle going, oh, mm -mm, no, no, that's not a person anymore. That's a number now. Yeah, I know. A and that's why I think it's kind of fake, because there must be some there must be some recognition, because a lot of people have been looking at balance sheets lately, that ultimately people are numbers. Well, yeah. 
It's being confronted with both things at once that I think is fucking with people's heads. I mean, it's fucking with my head. Yeah. That's what the, that's what the alienation of working a day job right now feels like. Oh, I'm just here because I am a number on a sheet that needs to keep moving. Mm, yeah. I am not here because you want me to be here. I'm not here because I need to be even. I need to be on an abstract level, but yeah. you could find another number 15, you know? I'm like a replicant. It's like, you know, f- find another fucking Blade Runner to mm. hunt me down and replace me. So, in in this fictional universe, are you... I'm a skin job. I'm a robot. Somebody comes up to me and says, you see a tortoise in the desert, and they <sighs> take a drag off their cigarette. What do you do? But are you Harrison Ford or the other one? No, Rucker Hauer. I don't know what that means. Uh, the other one. The other one. His name is Rucker Hauer. He's a replicant. Have you ever seen Blade Runner? Yeah. The first Blade Runner? Yeah. Okay. I was trying to, to ask you if you were Harrison Ford or Blade Runner 2049 guy, whose name I can't... Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Oh, no. I was going with an original Blade Runner oh, okay. uh, metaphor. I think Ryan Gosling's a replicant in the second one. I don't know. Or I don't remember a lot about that movie. Mm. There's not much to remember, just sounds and landscapes. I remember liking it, but yeah, it's very yeah. atmospheric. So is the first Blade Runner. I've just seen it more times. Hmm. This is what I'm saying, man. We can't do this. The podcast is bad when we both have jobs. We have to stop having jobs. Well, I mean, that was the point of like, I want to be an artist. I don't want to have a job. And you're like, guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> guess what? No one's buying what you're selling. You're like, oh. Can I do prostitution? No. No one's buying that either. It's like, well, I can give it away for free on the internet over apps. And you're like, yeah. Like, oh. You know That's what? true in so many ways. Aw. <laughs> uh, here's, here's what I do that think. a sad realization there. I, I realized because you went back to work, what, like two months ago now? It's been a while. Six weeks? The 6th of July or something like that? Yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah, we're getting there. That's two months ago. Yeah, that's why I need a vacation. Um, I, you know, when I had to spend most of quarantine alone, it made me depressed. It wasn't fun. It wasn't mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, maybe everything just looks better in retrospect, but even though it didn't feel good, it didn't actively feel bad. And I just had time to think. Hmm. Like, you know, it wouldn't matter what we talked about because we would always be close to something that I had a grasp on. But hmm. even after one day of having to not have your mind to yourself, mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, wha- how do you even have thoughts? How do you be coherent? How do you put, put anything together? Like, nothing happened to me because it was all in service of something else. Now, the benefit to that is I feel a little tamed by work. Hmm. Having to do just rote tasks that I didn't want to do, that I'm okay at doing, and having to like be on a schedule makes me remember that work kind of tames me a little bit. Hmm. I think it might actually make me a better person because I have to be distracted sometimes. Yeah. I think when I have too much time to ruminate, I become like... The red yarn comes out and the pins go in yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. might become like a better thinker. That doesn't mean I'm a more clear thinker, but I'm more wide-ranging and... um just interesting or interested. Hmm. Um, but that also means that my red string can go to really dark places hmm. about myself and about the world. Oh, well. Whereas when you're just caught up in the flow of something, whether you like it or not, you don't have time to feel bad for yourself. No. And I do, I do kind of miss that feeling. Like, I actually don't think that's a bad thing about a day job. See, this is why I always liked my kind of day jobs, because I'm like, 
I don't know. Like if people like this is why and why I hate group text because when your phone is just exploding in your pocket and you're like, I'm throwing this in the office. I'm not looking at this anymore. Fuck you guys. Because it's like I'm trying to be present and unpresent. I'm in Disneyland that I'm getting paid for. Yeah, you're one of the only people that I know that doesn't respond to texts when you're at work. You just like won't do it. I can, but then it's gonna break my like break my stride. Yeah, sure. And my, if I want my wheels to be greased and ready to go, and you know, hit that time card when I'm ready to go, I can't be like, "Huh, I'm over here now." No, I'm over here. Like I'm like, no, I'm present in the space that I'm in. Yeah, it's being handled, and then the outside world will be the outside world when I choose to engage when I can or want to. Sure. But it's like from the hours of eight to six. Don't bother me. Yeah, I know. I get. Yeah, I get that. That's also very old school, like fifty shit of like, don't call dad at work. And it's like, yeah, truly, don't call dad at work because I will be so mad. Unless you're trying to make plans and it's right after work, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. Sure, which doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So well, I don't know. Mm. Um, fuck, I'm losing my train of thought again. The crystallization or the cocoon of work. No thinkies. Oh, you know what I realized, though, is that I still would rather not have a job because even though there are, like, peripheral aspects to it that I think uh, keep you off of dark thoughts, I would rather have those dark thoughts. I just wish I was better at containing them internally. <laughs> Me too. And, and I wish that um, it's not only the dark thoughts. I just wish I didn't feel so bad about wasting my time when I had it because mm. wasting time is a big part of thinking in an interesting direction, no mm. matter what you're thinking about. And the biggest downside to, you know, basically spending 10 hours of your day doing something you don't want to do mm-hmm. is that you don't even have time to waste time. So when you come home, you have other things to do for yourself, whether it's cook dinner or something banal. Yeah. Or even if you just want to sit around and think, well, you know, to get an interesting five-second thought might take four hours, uh, three hours and 55 minutes of which you're not doing anything hmm. or not doing anything interesting or productive. There's no way to get on interesting tangents on your own time. There's not enough of it. And I resent that a lot. Like... I can't let my mind, I mean, and, and that's just maybe a personal discipline problem. I feel like there are people that can go to work and like accomplish things, but also let their mind wander. I'm pretty narrow-minded. I can't do that. It's single track until it's not. That tracks for your lifestyle, yeah. yes. Um, I am a fan of like, and this has been the case because I just adapted to it, of like the render farm is working while I'm at work, right? Yeah. Like it's just going. And sometimes I'll like, have a glimpse of it but like when the render farm pops up with an idea part of the generative aspect of it is that i wasn't stewing on it Mm -hmm. so then the actions can be like well it's like the ding of a a toaster oven but the toaster oven is set for like seven you know five days right and then by the end i'm like oh yeah got one got one got some burnt toast let's let's figure that out like, I, I always found that useful because, like, I never liked working in art world because I'm like, this disillusions me so aggressively and I just makes me sad and I can't think of anything but the sadness of this enterprise. Yeah, that's a big part of it. So, like, I can't do that. Um, but I can do the other thing where it's playing with stuff, like, fine. And then the background noise, you know, the background of my brain is like, we're trucking, don't worry, we got you. And you're like, okay, sweet. Right. Yeah, yeah. Know. I, I let me ask you something about you. Sure. So 
because you said it yourself, the one track thingy, like, is that, how does that work? Like, I never understand how it's like, I have to follow the thing through to its most absurd end and like know the end. I never liked knowing the end. Um, I I like tangents, which, you know, listen to fucking any episode of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I like I like tangents too, and there is no there is no end. Like, I don't mean to make my thinking sound super linear. It's just that I have difficulty multitasking is more what I meant. Hmm. Like I, if I'm at work and I'm having to do something with my hands, I'm kind of only able to focus on doing that correctly. Now there's a lot of tangents and different aspects to that. Like the most simple example would be like taking tr- trying to put a screw in the wall to hang something up, right? Yeah. Like in the moment of that task, I cannot do that automatically. My brain doesn't work in that way. Hmm. I pick up the screw, I make sure I have it in my fingers the way that I want it to be. I make sure it's going into the wall at the right angle. Like now this is all taking place in the span of 2 seconds, right? Yeah. But I'm actually focused on that. Hmm. And so when I'm sitting around at home without a job, yeah, I might be sitting there playing StarCraft or reading a book and spacing out and forgetting the page I just read or whatever. But whatever else is going on in my mind um, is more elaborate than putting a screw in the wall Hmm. because it's more atmospheric, because it's not as determined. Hmm. And so when I am in that sort of cloudy space, I like talking to people better because you're always going to be something you're going to, like I said before, you're going to be near something that I've thought about before. And it might not mean that I know the answer to it or whatever, or even have an interesting idea about it. Just that, you know, you could say something about an animal and be like, you know what I read today or two days ago Mm. when you're at work, I don't have that experience anymore. There's no such thing as going and wasting time on Wikipedia. And then later it comes up. There's, you know, no such thing as uh, having an interesting encounter on the street that you didn't think was memorable at the, at the time, but then relates to something else. Mm-hmm. You're just in this very narrow space all the time of the same activity around the same people, more or less. And it doesn't generate anything. You get no zen out of that. No. No, 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 That's no. That's so weird. None. I find that odd. I don't know why. I can't really... Uh, well, I probably can't, but... Uh, I I don't understand. Like, there's something. Ab- it's back to your point about tangents, man. It's because I actually like tangents. Oh, but tangents are not good thinking. They make for good thinking eventually if you can keep them in your mind when they're relevant. To just go on them in conversation is not interesting. I, th- uh, but I think to have them in life is interesting. But I think what you're describing are active conduits. I, you know, when you're saying like. I'm only thinking about the screw and I'm just there with that. I'm like, that's a lot of clarity that I always appreciate when I'm like, I got to move something a little to the left. Okay. I'm just doing this for about 30 minutes. Okay. I'm going to move this stuff a little to the left. Like the space out is a a different kind of mental bleach. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. But like, I would, I would feel like, you know, installing, you know, 50, you know, like a Hannah Darbavin, just to use a like wild like there. I feel like as stressful as that is, in the exactitude of that, there would be something about the elegance of the. I have to do this, put this, and then the next, and then oh, and I'm here and I'm present. Like there we go. Like don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it. Okay, great. Like 
None of that? None no. None of that is like, very like, oh. Like, I guess what I'm saying is I do not believe in, like, the zen of motorcycle maintenance bullshit. No, I don't. Oh. Like, I'll, I'll, today I did exactly what you're describing. I had to hang, what was it, 20-something frames in a row on one wall. <laughs> two walls, actually, but in a row with, you know, perfectly level with the same spacing between them, which for some people is a really challenging activity. And it's it's not that it's not challenging or whatever. I've done it a million times, so it's not yeah. that bad. But, like, there is something nice in the exactitude of that and really nailing it, and I guess. But what did I learn from that? Is that an interesting story? Is th- is there anything instructive about having done it? No. Nothing. Ah. There is There is a very base satisfaction at the end of it of, like, oh, I did that well, and I didn't put a hole in the wall where it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Everything came out more or less right. I didn't fuck up my measurements, like... I took my time and I did it right and I was there and focused on it the whole time. But uh, outside of mentioning it to you now mm-hmm. and saying that, no, I don't get anything out of it. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. You weren't actually in it while you were doing it. Sure I was. You were being exact, but you were not in the flow of doing that. Of course I was. Yes, I was. Mm. There's, no, there's no way to do something that... Um, I'm talking about the woo flow. I understand that. And yes, I was in the woo flow. Huh. Because you kind of have to be to yeah. execute that at a high level. Yeah. But to me, that's lost time. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I mean, like, I understand that, like, the... the. Uh, well, I'm not complaining about it. It just is It just is what it is for me. I feel like, for you, the metaf- metaphysical, like, time trade of labor time for thinking time is exasperating. Right. Because it's taking from my thinking time. But what is it taking is the question. Other than the opportunity other than the opportunity to have that time to it's think. It's taking possibility away. But as you said, it restricts possibility to a limited set of options. And just because you can execute something well within the limited set doesn't make that valuable in and of itself. But let me press this. Because you said the thing about wasted time, if what you did with that o- option of opportunity of that time and the result was an interesting thing you said uh, you found on wikipedia what's the value of that time then what i was describing was what i said originally is that i wish i wasn't so hard on myself for wasting my time the wikipedia anecdote is a perfect analog there because it turns out when you're wasting your time you're really not my 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 woo space is wasted time and hmm. being denied wasted time, having almost every element of my day structured around a job, whether I'm there or not, because hmm. when you get up in the morning, you yeah. are on a schedule, you got to get there, you got to do your thing, you got to come home, you got to make dinner, you got to pack your lunch for the next day. You might get to do one two hour session of wasting your time. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. Yeah. To get value out of wasted time, you have to waste most of it. And, and, I, and I'm hard on myself about doing that. But I'm realizing now that I shouldn't be and that that's what I actually like. Hmm. I need to basically be a burden on the rest of society so that I can do anything fun with my head. The I problem is nobody else gets any any value. I was going to say, who cares about your fun? Well, but, you know, I do. It's my life. Okay. But like, uh, it's like a William Morris schism of like useful toil, uh, useful label useful labor versus useless toil yeah so 
for me, there is, and I think this is maybe part of it, like, the useless toil can be a way to get into useful work. I do think that. I think that they're, like, the, you know, that kind of uh, Beaux-Arts kind of thing, like, no, it's just always going to be hyper-decorative. You're not going to say anything. It's like, well, that's not true. Like, there's there's an avenue through that. Like, you can't say, like, you know, being a shitty weaver, you're not going to have any thoughts. Like, what you do in that space is actually could be interesting if given the opportunity. Like, to do something with it. And if it's, you know, you're just, like, a day weaver, sure. Um, day... Day Weaver, um, like that opportunity is probably not going to happen to you. Like, granted, but if you're just the grand designer who knows nothing of the toil, you're going to lose yourself in that loop of wasting. You know, your endless time, your useful work is going to be a toil. And like, I think what you're describing is a little bit of like wasting time toiling. Yeah, which is not. I don't know if that's useful for you uh w- right right yeah i mean if it's I not, if it's not yeah. generating anything to the point where you're calling you know i felt like i wasted time then you're waste wasting time did waste time your wasting time was not productive even for you by your own metric i think it becomes productive later that's what i've okay. been describing is oh, that i well. you know yeah wasting is a pejorative word it's sort of a bit to call it that, or or rather, you know, it's just a self-realization that, oh, actually, no, it's not wasted, and my real problem is being hard on myself about that for whatever reason. Hmm. I think the bigger problem that m- maybe you're pointing out is just that there's no value add for anybody else. Like, that's and why... maybe I, not even for you. Th- th- I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can see, you know, this is a post-world self-realization for me, is that... Well, no, I, in Egypt, you know. I can see now that, n- no, there's a huge value add for me if only i would stop using other people's standards to evaluate what i like to do yeah or what you feel is the generated thing right like i i think that's maybe the like you know your forest and tree problem well i judge my i judge myself for not actively generating an object whether that's a conceptual object or an object of labor or whatever but if I just didn't think about it that way and thought more of wastage as just the flow that I like to be in, yeah, I wouldn't have like psychological problems. But again, it you know, I get I get why it's I get where the impulse to judge comes from, to judge myself in this case, is that it's doesn't it doesn't help anything. It doesn't add to society, it doesn't it doesn't help anybody's project. Uh. I mean, and and maybe you're right that that also means it's not good for me. Yeah, I I, yeah. I mean, I don't want to like throw water on the nihilism slip and slide. Like that's not the point, and we're getting there. And I don't want to do that. Like I I am a big fan of like I like killing. I I well, let's use it this way. I like dilly dallying. Hmm. Okay, good let's, word. Explain. Let's use this. So, because I think it's useful. Like I like doing stupid shit. Like I will drive to manhattan to go buy groceries and then take a little walk and buy a plant that clearly is dying um let's not talk about the fucking rubber plant um just because like you never know like i like the opportunity of that and that's dilly-dallying or like getting a switch that's dilly-dallying but it makes me like remember some sense of magic in the world and have a feeling and remember like what nostalgia can do and all this kind of like and 
dilly-dallying can do something. And whether that's a tangible object thing, I don't really care. But if it opens up an avenue, a, a conduit versus a... Uh, what, what, uh, what are they called? Conversational divergences? Tangents. Yeah, there you go. Um, you might not know it at the time, but that feeling that the dilly-dallying can offer is great. And it doesn't... I long ago at some point was like, I don't really care if it results in something like the little high is worth enough. And right. if it's right. useful in its takeaway, that's one thing I'm just trying to get at what the usefulness of your dilly dally that you've located then leads you to. Well, I'm not really, sh- I'm the only thing I would say that it, whether it's is something I've said some, before you know. is just the usefulness comes from when it comes up later. I like I like the dilly dallying because it's seemingly disposable, mm-hmm. uh, but it presents a lot of possibility, and it's only in the future uh, that that comes out, and that has to do with other people. Like yeah, th- but that yeah. doesn't come out on its own. Yeah, yeah, you you have to have interactions and things. What you're basically describing is like being able to have the you know the the bag of interesting facts at a cocktail party of like oh did yeah you pretty know much pretty much but like. That's novelty. What's the core? What's the core? Not the payoff of being able to share. Because I think at the end of the day, like what you are looking for is what what's a way to share yeah. this. But it's like even that seems not that interesting to you. The payoff later. Well, no, you're probably right that it's mostly just novelty. Like I don't want to defend this idea too much. This I is know, all just stream of consciousness at this point. But But – yeah, maybe it's just novelty, but no, the payoff is is that it seems like it's just a little tidbit, but maybe that sparks something in somebody else. Like this has happened on our podcast enough times where like you can get an interesting conversation going or train of thought going through something sort of random like that. And I don't um I don't find it easy to do that when my time is over structured. So the reason that I call it wastage, like I like the word dilly dallying, but dilly dallying only exists in opposition to structured time. Yeah. I feel like almost exclusively i need my time to be unstructured oh well i see i'm going to disagree with you in this point the dilly dallying is more fun and more satisfying when it's like stolen away from that and you're like ooh, this this like there's something mildly he- bleh, mildly hedonistic about being able to take that like you know stupid drive or whatever take yeah, those like yeah. the 20 minute excursion just to like i want to go for a walk and i'm gonna buy a little like snack like whatever right like it seems like you're getting away with something in the world because the world has trained you to stay rigid and in the time sets so yeah, when it goes yeah. back to like the idea of like you know saying like oh a job is sapping i'm like no no no, because then the dilly dallying gets a little richer yeah i yeah i know what you mean i agree with you it, it, i do it, it's just that in the post world that's that's become harder to do. Yes, yeah. You know, like I used to do things like walk home. Uh, I work in Chelsea. Walk all the way home from Chelsea on a nice day. Go get pho by myself. Walk across the bridge, and all of that was dilly dallying, and it was generative, yeah. and it was nice. But that's sort of, I mean, that's not that's nothing now. It's scaled down. You can still do it. You, you can still. You do have it. to seek it a little harder now, which is kind of like another set of like you know, mental math work right? that you have to do, but it's still there. I don't think that, I think if you're saying, if you're proposing that in the after that 
the options are limited are severely limited it's like they're limited ish but like you can find it if you if that's something that's necessary they're, for they're you. very limited but they also just become more stressful and i don't even mean because they you fear a, yeah. coronavirus it's just that it's just harder to do now and and that's not fun that's not an aspect of dilly dallying that's not an aspect of wastage it should it should be no pressure but and i get that and i do but i do think that it does open up different kinds of opportunities wherein you know it's very easy to settle into the routine of like what's my dilly dallying gonna look like well it's gonna be this i'm gonna walk and get fun like you know it's that routine kind of like oh this is my fun tree time it's like well maybe like you know the line to sit on the on fucking grand street and eat pho shoot me i'd rather not um is less available but maybe you're gonna be like "Ooh, what's this weird little like ice cream shop i want a treat like and it's something new and then you get an experience of a newness that is a curveball in the expected dilly-dallying that you know makes you a little more present so your mind can't do that like other work yeah, I mean that's always what that's always what was going on anyway. Is you're basically just a wanderer at that point, and you might set out yeah. with a sort of vague idea of what you want to do, but that existed in the before times too. Like, oh God, Fog Grand is too crowded. Maybe I'll just go to Vanessa's. Oh, that's not open I or I, whatever. Oh, I, I don't want to burp. I found this other place forever. or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's the lack of structure that makes it generative and yeah. interesting. Um, you I might, don't know. We'll you might strike out more often. You know, I don't we'll know have to that's check true. back in on this. I guess I just I don't know. I have a lot going on right now that just makes it. Eh, it seems really cut and dry in my mind that hmm. e- either things are structured or they're not. Yeah, and it's really tough to find the post-world uh, balancing act. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, for example, let me throw this out at you. Like you know. Me and Corolla tied at the hip as of now. Yeah. Right. But I'm in Corolla. I get there when I get there. Right. If I want to take a little scenic drive, I could. Or if I'm like, well, ideally, I would just go, let me go work. And then I go home. Then I'm like, you know, said it before, big proponent of Night Beach from there. Why not? Right. Who's going to tell me no? Yeah, you've been doing a really good job of this. Who's going to tell me no that I can't take the long way or do a stupid thing or do this? I'm like, why not? There's n- no one's going to tell me no, and even if they did, I'm like, I needed it for my mental health, so suck my dick. Right, right. No, I needed to stop at Burger King and eat a rodeo burger. Yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't know. I don't think we... Uh, we shouldn't talk for much longer, because yeah. we both got to work, but uh, this is too big of a thing to get into, but like having a car is a different degree of autonomy, especially now, yeah. in a city yeah. and stuff. Like, th- there's... Th- that kind of option is not necessarily open if you don't have that sort of situation. I have no individuality because I still live in a city, right? Like, I, yeah. I'm I'm at the mercy of the collective flow of this place. Like, I can ride my bike around and stuff, but yeah. also my range is more limited. It's eh. more taxing. It's like there's just different things available to me. And you're r- really right in the sense that I should probably figure out how to make that work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but just, it just it just feels it just feels daunting and like the idea of all this effort when before I didn't have to have any effort to be stimulated most of the time. Well, Dorothy, sometimes you have to try a little to do things. Yeah, this is the problem. I don't want to try. Well, I don't want to be a, a, an added value to society. Can I not just leech off the rest of you, please? Like this is basically. No. I'm realizing this about myself. Like getting into arguments with my dad and shit. Like no. I, please just give me money and leave me alone. Is that allowed? Are we allowed to do that? 
yeah, you have to quit your job and then, you know, just please let me leech off of society. Like the welfare queens that people ex- are upset about don't exist, but yeah. I want to be one. Well, it's not 1992, so like we're in the right neighborhood, but no. Maybe I should just go to prison. Then all of your time <sighs> is both wasted and structured. You want me to tell you about... Uh, and you get three hots and a cot. Yeah, you want uh, you, you have to pay back a lot. You pay for all that all those three hots and that cot. What are you talking about? With rape? Prison rape? No, no, no. That's if someone leaves a Snickers bar in your uh, pillow. Oh. Um, no, no, no. You have to pay for You pay the state for your stay after you're done. Oh, really? With your prison Rest- wages? Restitution. That you earn? Oh, man. Yeah, you either have to pay like the victim or you have to pay the state. Wow, that's they are brutal. Yeah. Damn, dude. And you can't vote. The United States sucks. There's really no way around anything. Canada. Yeah. Well, good luck getting in there. Hmm. You know what I would give to go to a fucking rave pool party and eat poutine and live on a government dime right now? Oh, you're kidding me. Somebody send me to Montreal. What? Find me a se- sexy French-Canadian girlfriend. The government provides you them up there, I heard. I'm sure that's not the case, especially <laughs> if you don't speak French. They would look at you and be like, disgusting. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oof. Yeah, French-Canadians are the worst. Apparently, they have... Uh, the same French accent that, like, Southerners have in the United States? Like, it's comparable to that distinction? It's kind of like, a you know... F- a French-Canadian accent to a French Frenchman proper is, like, considered ignorant-sounding. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because it's kind of like the English and American English. They're like, we can't sound like those hicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But, like, the French-Canadians are like, we don't want to sound like the Frenchies, and the Frenchies are like, no, no, no. You sound like shit. Weirdly, I think your second caricature was probably more like a French Canadian, although I don't know. Well, I've had very limited exposure to French Canadians, and I've heard them speak French even less, and I don't speak French, so I couldn't tell the difference. I don't know. You know? They sound like caricatures of French people, and French people just sound like French people. Yeah, and I mean, again, I've met only a few French Canadian people, mm. but they genuinely seem like the trashiest people on earth. Well, they all dress like it's 2003. Like, they do. Like bleached, ripped jeans and like spiky hair. Like, you know, Euro <sighs> trash is a thing, but like they wear track suits. Like, imagine if you ha- took a Euro trash track suit, like Belarusian, but they dressed like an American from 15 years ago. That's actually on trend right now. Oh boy. Well, isn't that disgusting? Hey, <laughs> the New York fashion scene is shut down. Apparently, Montreal's taken over, baby. They're bringing the Expos back, too. What? <laughs> I should never is, throw in a, a sports thing at the last minute. Yeah, it's a sports ball. I said a basketball. Yeah, it's a sports ball. Okay. Well, they don't do... They have rugby up there. They have footy. They don't no, they have, have football. They have Canadian football. Rugby. They, they probably have rugby, too, but they have a specific version of football called Canadian football that has slightly different rules than American football. Is that like the XFL? No, but they should bring the XFL back. I heard they might do that. I thought The Rock bought it. Uh, he did, yeah. Why is this The Rock podcast? It, you, we we to, should we, just rebrand this as The Rock podcast. We have pod- to stop talking you about know The what? Rock. You know what? No, we should, we should rebrand. We should rename Green and Lewis The Rock podcast and then just do the conversation, the boring conversations that we do about our day jobs. And we would get so many listeners that just hated us. Because they, tune, you know, could you I don't want to get bullied off of the internet. No, no, no. We wouldn't have to get bullied off the internet. Could you imagine the iTunes reviews that were like, this podcast has nothing to do with The Rock. Sometimes they talk about his cheat days, but otherwise they just talk about French Canadian fashion. <laughs> <laughs> 
and the working class in America. Yeah. yeah anyway, well, we could turn them. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Let's what log is this, off. One thirty or something. Longer than that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. This episode was bad. Uh, Will's fine. gonna get a guest next week. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh.